Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. We are now entering our talk segment of the show. And tonight, being the first Thursday of the month, the 1st of July 2021, Andre Allen Casey is with us. And we'll be looking at suicidal feelings and solutions. Andre Allen Casey. Hey. How are you? I'm doing very well. Welcome, another month, another, yeah, you realize that you're the person that starts off the months. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another new month in the year 2021, halfway through the year. um, Most of us since 2020 um, would have been counting down the weeks. Or maybe the days and the months and we are now in a new year and six months moving into the year and so once again i'd like to say thank you so much for joining us inside single as live you're always appreciated and um, your presence is always felt so let me thank put so that out much. there Excellent. a very interesting topic tonight Andre Allen Casey so me calling out the whole of your name because oh, yes yes a very interesting one um, suicidal feelings and solutions so we're going to be looking at the feelings and we're also going to be giving some guidelines some solutions because we just don't want to talk about singles life on a whole we don't talk about a problem and we don't give solutions without giving solutions I should say when we have a topic we discuss a topic and we also give some suggestions and solutions and so tonight that is what we're going to be talking and delving into suicidal feelings and solutions so andre allen casey um let me just jump in do you have anything to say before i jump in with my first question uh no you 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 Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Big, big question for you. Um, and this is a question that a lot of people ask. What drives so many individuals to take their own lives? And you can also point out a little bit of statistics for me. You may not have the actual figure, but over the last year and a half, um, I would think that um, the rate, the suicidal rate went up. But as I said, the big question is what drives so many individuals to take their own lives? Uh, Thank you very much for that awesome question. I don't have any statistics of of, of such, especially where even our country is concerned. What I do know that on a global scale, it has increased. As a matter of fact, the World Health Organization estimates that approximately one million people die each year from suicide. But to speak to the question, what drives so many individuals, uh, 
we might need to understand or take time to understand the context of some folks. In other words, to those not in the the grips of suicide or depression and despair, sometimes we may find it difficult to understand what drives so many persons to take their own lives. But the truth be told, a suicidal person is in so much pain that he or she can see no other option. Suicide, for many, is a desperate attempt uh, to escape suffering that has become, to them, unbearable. You know, they are blinded, and I use that word blinded, but, but they are blinded by feelings of self-loathing. They are blinded by hopelessness and isolation. And so a suicidal person and can't see any way of finding relief except through death. So we ask the question, what drives so many things? Well, to answer the question, you have to understand um, what is it that they are going through. They feel depressed. They feel down. They feel alone. They feel hopeless. Plus, also, the feelings of self-loathing continues to, to cripple them. And so, because they can't find any way of escape because of the pain that he or she is going through, then in their minds, I do not have any other option but to take my life. Mm. But despite their desire, though, for the pain to stop, most suicidal persons are deeply conflicted. And the conflict that they're going through is in relation to, of course, ending their own lives. They actually wish there was an alternative to committing suicide. They don't just come up and say, again, that's dead. I'm just going to kill myself. Absolutely not. But in their mind, I cannot see any way out. And possibly the worst case is, um, I don't see how I can get any support to overcome this challenge. And, and so once we understand those dynamics in relation to a, a suicidal person, then um, we will understand why they, 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 so many folks um, take that, that route. Now, let me make a final point. This, um, before you either ask a question or mm -hmm. make any comment. A suicidal person, by the way, may not ask for help. But that does not mean that they don't want help. You know, most people who commit suicide, literally, as I've said before, don't want to die. They just want to stop hurting. Suicidal prevention literally starts with recognizing the warning signs and, and taking them seriously. And that is, that is a comment I'm making now, especially to our listeners, um, that understand their context 
and you be a lot more um, sympathetic rather than custom out and call them names and, and having all different types of misconceptions possibly. Um, but the first place you want, the first step you want to take is literally to try and understand um, what they are going through. And, and, and once you appreciate the pain that they are having, then you'll be in a better position to lend the support. That's what I have to say. I'm, 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 uh, let me see if I can put my trail of thoughts aloud. Because I can understand, and a lot of Jamaicans, we can understand if somebody's going through a state of depression or somebody's um, suffering from a mental disorder, um, that may lead them to wanting to end their lives um, or somebody that may have been going through a crisis. Um, but what we are seeing and what we are hearing about, Andre, and not to, we're just, I'm just going to say this and then you can either address it and then I move to the next question. What we're seeing is that we are seeing a number of murder suicides in Jamaica where um, especially our men commit a murder and then take their own lives. And I find that as Jamaicans, we are not at all sympathetic to someone like that because we look at it as a calculated um, move um, by that individual. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Um, excellent, excellent question, actually. Uh, um that person, the truth is, might be placed in a slightly different category mm -hmm. than the person who is going through some of those things, as you mentioned, um, their own despair and not wanting to. For that context, this person, that is their way of escape. Mm -hmm. And the way of escape is that um, I better I'm kill myself because I know that after I have committed this atrocious, atrocious act, then um, if I don't end my life, it will be ended. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So, so um, that might speak to uh, a mental health issue <laughs> um, where that person is concerned. And yes, you're right too. It is equally calculated, um, but but for that person, I am doing this, I'm doing this as a as a means of escape. It is my justification, literally, um, for getting even. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so so uh, and and not facing um, any undue punishment. Mm -hmm. Right, so it, so that might be placed slightly in a different, different category category than, yeah. than what I am that than, than the general um, ideology that 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 confronts persons that are struggling with the idea of killing themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm speaking from this context mm -hmm. as against the the other one that you have shared. But but that, that that's a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. What are what are some of the common misconceptions about suicide? Number one, <laughs> I, I, and 
And I like the question about misconception because we believe, generally speaking, that people who talk about suicide won't really do it. And that's, that, that's for me, a big misconception. And I'm certain that when I share the few that I have in, in my head, um, to the, your question, I'm certain that the truth be told, there are several others that, that, that we can put to the table. But for now, it would be, a misconception would be where people who talk about suicide won't really do it. Almost everyone, by the way, who commits or attempts suicide has given some clue or even warning. Do not, I'm saying, let us not ignore mm -hmm. the suicidal threats. Mm -hmm. Statements like, you'll be sorry when I'm dead. I can't see any way out. I'm saying that no matter how casual or jokingly it is said, um, this can indicate serious or suicidal feelings or ideation. And so the first misconception is that just because you hear people say it and even joke about it, you don't take it as a joke. The next misconception is that anyone who tries to kill himself or herself must be crazy. That is another misconception. A matter of fact, to the point that we call people who do these things idiots. They don't have sense. As a matter of fact, we might even taunt people who are making an attempt to do something like that. We might say, don't know. They are idiots. They are fooling on a sense. And I'm, 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 I'm serious that, that, that there have been times in the past um, I'm certain because I remember some of those um, statements that I made in relation to, to, to folks who may have committed suicide at least 20 years ago, at minimum, that people had a, had a, a concept that says, you know, in a sense, you're an idiot when you're dead then. Whereas now I must believe, I, I, I must say rather, that people are a little bit more informed and they are starting to understand mental health issues and mm -hmm. mental illnesses and even the effects of stress um, to the extent that those who used to call people idiots recognize that they themselves, that's right, that they themselves have or are having thoughts of suicide. You know, each time they feel overwhelmed and stressed out, they said, well, you know, what I'm saying? And if we're not careful, it becomes almost sensationalized, as if to say, it is the option. Um, it is the new alternative to, to live in. And that is to say, hey, since I am stressed out, then let me go to 
um, my next course of action, which is to, to, to relieve myself of any kind of stress. And when you look into our society, we find that more and more persons are having this, this kind of ideology about suicide. Hmm. So now it is not so much scoffed up like one time where people are calling people, calling other persons idiots now and fool or that they are crazy because they themselves find that they are guilty of having these type of suicidal ideations and thoughts. Mm -hmm. The next misconception is to say that if a person is determined to kill him or herself, nothing is going to stop them. And that is so far mm -hmm. far from the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, even the most severely depressed person, by the way, has mixed feelings about death, you know, wavering literally until the very last moment between wanting to live and wanting to die. So they are having that kind of mixed feelings themselves. Most suicidal people actually do not want to die. They want the pain to stop. And I cannot overemphasize this point. They want the pain to stop. And so the impulse to end it all, however overpowering, oftentimes does not last forever. And that is why, or this is why, if we can have some kind of intervention, mm -hmm. and maybe if time will, will permit, we can talk about what those could look like. But if we could have some kind of intervention, you'd be surprised that they no longer are looking at suicide, at suicide rather, um, as an option, because hope has been restored. Okay, so so so, so this idea that says um, since they're determined, nothing can stop them. That is so far from the truth. That too is another misconception. Let me give you two more. People who commit suicide are people who were unwilling to seek help. You know, they just want to do the thing. They are loners. They are selfish. You know, they, they, don't, they, they don't care about people who care about them. How many times have we um, labeled persons who have committed suicide suicide rather that way think about it we have oftentimes labeled them and said you know something is because you is because you, you're selfish it's because you don't think about and what have you and the truth is it is the persons who are in pain because the other person um took their life um oftentimes uh, are upset and angry and these are just some natural reactions. Um, but, but, but I'm here to say that, that it's not because, of their, because they are selfish necessarily. We are saying they are trying to relieve themselves of pain. And remember, as I said before, they are looking for a way out. And in their minds, 
This is the only escape that I can have. And so, so that is not another misconception we might need to correct. And so the final one, like I said, I'm certain our listening audience have tons that they can offer. Um, but the final one, talking about suicide might give someone the idea. Another far from the truth. And so sometimes we use the word sensationalization. We might say, no, man, just, you can't, I talk, a subject like this, no, somebody don't want to come listen to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? We don't want to talk about this. Not and, talk and about because it. Because you don't want to get a bad no idea. Mm-hmm. So true. Right? And so because of that misconception, oh, man, I think we get people listening. <laughs> <laughs> They're wrong, gone. That is so true. I thought about it, and, I, and, and it's something that I looked at, and I said to myself, yes, a lot of persons may make the, the, the exit because right. they don't want to face right. this topic. But, but, the, but again, another misconception. You see, and if they were listening, they would hear some of their own misconceptions <laughs> that they made. Mm-hmm. Right? And, even, and they would have even learned, at minimum, a, a context. Not maybe the full context, but a context in relation to why some folks might choose to commit suicide. But as I'm saying here, talking about suicide, literally, will help persons to say, you know something, I'm happy we have this discussion. I'm happy I, that, 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 that you are prepared to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear um, that somebody is going to be real and not false and somebody never cost me because I have the idea. You know, many folks and are drowning their ideas. They have suicidal ideations and it is killing them, literally, on the inside. And, and before long, they are going to carry it out. And so if they even had an arena where they could talk about these fears that they're having without being judged, believe you me, we would be helping a whole lot more folks. But because they are so afraid of having discussions of this nature, one, because of how they are going to be looked upon. I was just about to say that, true. Then believe you me, like I said, these feelings continue to, to hurt them on the inside. And in their mind, if I, if I can't talk to anybody, then what? what, what what's next for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are the, some of the warning signs. Um, um, misconceptions. Misconceptions. <laughs> warning signs are coming up. You mentioned that. So we're going we're gonna to be looking at the warning signs after we take the break. It is now... 10 p.m. on the Nation Schoolest, Kuna 97 FM, Singles Live on the Nation Schoolest. Tonight's topic, we're talking about suicidal thoughts, and we're also going to give you some tips, some suggestions, and some solutions. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back. West, West Coast. 
Cool 97 FM is in your ear on 97.1 FM. Westmoreland, keep that cool vibe. Don't touch that dial. Two minutes after seven. Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, sir. It's two minutes. <laughs> I don't know where my mind went a while ago, right? But it is not no seven. Not here in Jamaica. It's three minutes after 10 o'clock. <laughs> and hey, cool listeners, you're listening to Singles Live on the Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. And this talk segment is courtesy of Evergrow Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. They are the experts at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Let them help you master your home gardening skills and nurture beautiful healthy plants is the perfect way to de-stress while you mold that gift of the green thumb and encourage the love of nature in your family. The Sudetwono is just laughing at me. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> All right, so Let's get back to the conversation, and I'm going to throw this question out to Andre Allen Casey. Are there warning signs of suicide? Indeed. Actually, most suicidal individuals literally give warning signs or signals of their intention. Um, The best way to prevent suicide is for us to recognize these warning signs and and know how to respond mm-hmm. um, if we spot them. You know, if if you believe that a friend or a family member is suicidal, I'm saying that we can play a role in suicide prevention by by pointing out the alternatives to them and and showing that you care, or getting a doctor or or a psychologist for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, involved. Mm-hmm. Major warning signs and, and Andre for suicide include, but not limited to, uh, we hear a person talking about killing himself or herself or harming themselves. When you hear them talking about it over and over, let that be a warning sign. Or to see them uh, writing a lot about death mm-hmm. and, uh, or dying. Let that be a one sign. Or if you're looking out or looking for things that could be used in a suicide attempt, such as a weapon or even drugs, let that be a one sign. These signals, and I'm going to give you some more actually, but, but these signals are even more dangerous if the person has a mood disorder. And I'm talking about, when I use the word mood disorder, I'm talking like, for example, depression. Mm-hmm. So, so not only have we give you some of those signs, and again, we'll give you some more to know, but I'm just saying, just as an introduction to, in the in answering your question about some warning signs of suicide, we're just whetting your appetite with some of those things. But what we are equally saying, folks, is that this, these signals are even more what more dangerous if a person has a mood disorder. And that particular mood disorder or those mood disorders could look like depression or or bipolar disorder, 
schizophrenia, um, borderline personality disorder, or even suffer from any type of um, drug dependence or alcohol dependence. You know, we are saying here that persons with these, with some of these mood disorders, um, are much more susceptible to committing suicide. So this is why we have to continue to take the charge in helping people to manage their mental health. Because once it's reduced to you developing a mental disorder or a mood disorder, as I've mentioned, one of these mood disorders, then understand, especially depression, because suicidal thoughts and ideations are quite prevalent in persons who are depressed. And so we are saying here, um, we, we, these are some signs that not only should we look out for, but we have to ensure that we continue to keep or maintain rather our emotional equilibrium so that um, um, our minds and thinking is not reduced to um, um, suicidal thoughts and ideation. Andre, equally, yeah, go ahead. No, I want to ask. I want to. I want to ask a question. Um, when we're talking about mood disorders, and a lot of people, and I want you to help me with this one. So, when we talk about depression, we know that somebody may be depressed. We know what depression looks like. But mood disorders, I don't think as a people. If you're not a trained individual, you don't know what mood disorders look like. And you may see, when you think about mood, you're always thinking about um, <clears throat> in a down state. But you're not thinking about the upstate. When I talk about the upstate, the person may be bubbly. I mean, yesterday the person was in a down state, but all of a sudden today they're bubbly and jovial and on, on top of the world. And they go and commit suicide. And you, you're not questioning your ability. But the person did seem so happy today. Right. And that, Andre, throws off a lot of individual. So you see the person wake up. The person was depressed yesterday, you know. The person was in a down mood yesterday. All of a sudden, with the mood disorder and the ebb and the flow of mood disorder, they may wake up today, them happy, or you think that they are, right? They get dressed, they do all these things, and you say, oh, Lord, they're in a good mood. And they go and commit the suicide. And you're saying, but the person never showed no sign. The person seemed hopeful today. That's How, true. You understand what I'm saying? When we do, what I'm saying, Andre, is that we do and we can relate to the depressive side. But for the mood disorder, sometimes that takes an expert to identify that kind of um, behavior. Indeed. The thing is, you say, and this is why, you know, we did a, a, a virtual health, um, two-day virtual health um, thing. <laughs> um, seminar, <laughs> Andrea, a seminar. seminar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, like seven o'clock. <laughs> yes, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, it happens, it happens. It happens. Right. But 
But we did something, and this is where we were careful to talk about the different things that has impacted and continue to impact um, our society on a whole and, and how stress um, continues to affect our, our, our mental health. Um, but the, 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 the point that I want to establish here is the fact that bipolar mm-hmm. is a mood disorder. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens at a different episode mm-hmm. with the person who's who's bipolar, mm-hmm. literally, is where today they might seem up mm-hmm. and down, and and to a large extent, they are just reacting to um, the stressing the, the, the stressor mm-hmm. or the stressful event. So just because um, I might be. Um, and, and I might be going through a different, the different episode of, of, of bipolar for that matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying here that we, if, unless we start to recognize some of these um, abnormalities and the maladjustments in, in our friends and families, which would now mean that we have to be a little bit more informed Thank about you about these conditions. If we bury our head in the sand about these conditions, then unfortunately, when an opportunity comes for us to help folks um, to, to, uh, or to recognize um, uh, bipolar for that matter, we are just going to stay um, as a people stay. You know, a long time the person stays up. They, 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 they're just very moody, you know, so leave them alone. And, and so we make excuse because we don't have the information. Or sometimes we might even use ourselves as a general point of reference. So we might say things like, well, as some of this used to be able to. And just because you have found means and mechanisms now, to, to, to cope, then you believe that they will grow out of it. I just need to give them time. And so sometimes we, out of our own ignorances, um, we may, and I'm trying to find the right word here, but, 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 but we may fail in lending the right assistance and support because we have excused it as a a regular behavior when in truth and in fact it is an it is an abnormality Mm -hmm. so so you you are spot on in in um asking that that question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the i was i was talking about you asked me the question about some warning signs. Warning signs, yes. And so I want to share some some more of these warning signs. But let me make a, a, a cry. And the cry is, or a shout out is that we are to take any suicidal talk or behavior seriously. We have to take any 
suicidal talk or behavior seriously. It is not just a one sign that the person is thinking about suicide. It is also their cry for help. So let me go through some other warning signs. And and I hope that um, you know we can listen to this program over and over again or take notes if we need to. But so we're saying talking about suicide, if you hear the person saying things like um, talking about dying, about self-harm, about the fact that they wish that they had not been born. They don't have nothing to live for. They don't have nothing to live for. Um, if you see me again, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're lucky if you see me again, you know, or I'd be better off dead. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not frivolous terms. These are not frivolous terms. And, and, and the possibility exists. We might, we might have to do a part two, we'll see. But, but the possibility exists that will, I can teach you some do's and don'ts about how to engage persons who speak like this. Um, not only that, we mentioned the fact that if you see that they are looking for, for guns and pills and knives and other objects that could be used in a suicide attempt. Um, another one, another one sign is where there's an unusual focus on death and dying or violence. You know, where they're writing poems and stories about death. Um, another one speaks to the fact that they have certain kind of feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. Feeling of being trapped. Where in their minds, there's just no way out. And in a matter what you said to me, I just, I, I just cast them away out. And, and no matter what you say to them, they just have a negative spin on it. And, you know, they can say, you can go and talk. You, you know, <laughs> you know, or just kind of dismiss what you have to say to them. Um, the belief that things will never get better or that things will never change. And that speaks to no hope for the future. That's another warning sign. Self-loathing and self-hatred is another warning sign. And these are feelings of worthlessness. These are feelings of guilt and um, feelings of shame and, and, and self-hatred. Mm -hmm. Where they feel like they're a burden. That's the word I'm looking for. Where they feel like they're a burden, where everyone would be better off without them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a burden, man. In a sense, my ask for help because no one bother you me no one bother you mm-hmm and and or or if they're going to come and ask for help it seems like it's it, 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 the pain they go through just to say help me mm-hmm or, or sometimes the pride mm -hmm. they may mm -hmm. have to ask for help because they're tired of person saying why you know something i'm gonna give to you Mm -hmm. uh, or they are tired of hearing that, hearing, and again, say this one here, and then get myself in problem with this. You know, I'm not going to pray for you. Ah, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. And as far as they're concerned, because they, and, and while they might have a glimmer of hope 
when they hear those terms, I'll pray for you. Since you are appealing to a bigger and a higher force than them. If in their lives they do not see any immediate help or support or change, then even if, if even the highest power is not helping them, then what am I looking for? And so, why am I saying this? I say I can give myself a problem. Because we have to be careful that we don't use that term as an excuse to dismiss people. So rather than really getting involved in a real way um, in the lives of people that need our support, we dismiss them with, never pray for you. Never pray that things get better. Never pray that. Never pray that. Okay? And I'm not saying those are, those are not noble words and noble terms. By, by no means am I saying that. But, but let us do something in addition to the words. Never mm-hmm. pray for you. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, do I have any more? Yes. I'm going to give you about two or three more. You know, getting affairs in order. Another warning sign, you know. When you see that people making out a will, you know, and, and giving away some of them prized possessions and, and making arrangements for family members, um, that's a warning sign. When, when, when you see that people um, literally, you know, just, just don't care about um, their own health, it's because they give up on it. When they stop trying to fight, um, you know, they might have a dreaded disease or something, like that, and they say, listen, you know what happened? I don't want to stay and suffer. So better, might as well end my life soon. Um, those things are one sign. We are so fighting for my life. To what end? So the doctor say you have X amount of years or, or days to live. Um, and I'm not saying um, maybe doctors should not say that, but they need to find a different way to communicate things like that to them. Because they do not foresee um, persons living beyond certain time span. It does not mean that, um, you know, changes or different things cannot happen and occur in their lives. I've seen where doctors write off people out of, um, as a result of cancer. And they're proving the doctors wrong. Um, literally to their own belief system. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So, and so I'm just saying here, um, we're still giving some more warning signs. When, when folks are saying, they're coming to tell you goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, it, are, it, is, it is unusual, it is unexpected, or those unusual rather, or unexpected visits, or calls to family and friends saying goodbye to people as if to say they won't see them again. Say, anyway, I'm going to tell you goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I say, what do you mean goodbye? You're going? I say, yep. Yeah. We never know if you have a far in. Mm-hmm. And then I say, yes, I have a far down, a far in. You know, but, but the idea that, that, that you won't, they, they won't sit there. And I'm saying, these things are serious. And, and we have to see these things as one in time. When you see where people are withdrawing from, from people that, 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 that normally they would not do so. You know, withdrawing from friends and family and, and there's an increase in their social isolation. 
and a desire to be left alone. That, ladies and gentlemen, is another warning sign. When you see where there are self-destructive behavior, increased use of alcohol and drugs and reckless driving and reckless living and unsafe sex um, and taking unnecessary risks, as if to say they have a death wish. You know, these are some signs. And let us give you one more. A sense of sudden calm. A sudden sense of calm. And what do I mean by that? It is because, no, they are at, I'm going to use this word, they are fully made up their mind. They are fully made up their minds. They said, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. No, I know it's okay. Mama, come on. But I can't talk about it now. And, and so, you must not say that about them, but they say those things about themselves. And so that sudden sense of calmness, a sudden sense of calmness and happiness after being extremely depressed can mean that the person has made a decision mm-hmm. to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So these, That's we hope, awesome. um, you know, can lend uh, some, some ideas as to um, some signs of, of, of a person wanting to take their life. One that I want to also highlight, Andre, is, is excessive comparison. Um, comparing the present with the past when, when me used to when me used to do this when me used to work when me used to live when me used to married um, <laughs> when me used to drive um, when me did and that sort of thing um, I, I believe is also a part of the um, signs. the signs Ex- yes excellent yes excellent yeah and, and so you see we because they are further, or better still, let me use this word. They are reminding themselves mm-hmm. that I am a victim of mm-hmm. my circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so there is no hope of returning to, that to those mm-hmm. grand days or better days. Mm-hmm. And so the more extreme and I use the word extreme here I'm talking from the standpoint of what. look at what I used to do mm-hmm. and where I used to be mm-hmm. and what I used to have mm-hmm. to where I am now no, look where me there now this me come to very good mm-hmm. so so I have hit rock bottom mm-hmm. so I'm going to go further mm-hmm. than rock bottom mm-hmm. because really there's the, the distance, the fall from grace that I have, there's absolutely no way under heaven's name I can ever return. So, since I cannot even get anything close to what I, I really want, the truth is, this is what I really want. I don't even want to take any baby steps to return to what, to, to the grand, grandeur life that I used to live or grandiose life that I used to live. Absolutely not. I want it now. And since it's not, I can get it now, then we're tired of fight. We're tired of fight to live. We're tired of fighting for live. 
you know, for much, too much years, me I fight to get this and then me go lose it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. So, so once you hear this kind of conversation piece with folks, I am saying um, to our listening audience, let us not. Well, first, let us recognize that we have them ourselves. And because we do not, did not act upon it, do not, in no stretch of the imagination, feel that you must use yourself as a point of reference um, in how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. Because the other folks may not have your coping mechanism. And so for them, if you hear people talk like that, because you got over it, it does not mean that they will do the same. So I invite our listening audience literally to say, so when we hear these things, you know, let that light bulb go off into our head. You know, let that red flag raise and, and, and let us take some immediate action. And matter of fact, some of those immediate actions would, would speak to some of the things that we can say or not say, or not say. To, to folks who have that kind yes, of narrative. Yes. And that is very important. Um, before we move into that, because that is a very, very important point, let me just um, do this. Singles Live, the talk segment is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, as Jamaicans, we must continue our efforts to grow what we eat and eat what we grow. And Evergrow Garden Center is a one-stop shop where you can get everything for your farming, gardening, and growing needs. And you can call them at 876-906-9916 or 876-906-9160 for details. And we don't want to miss a beat on this one because a lot of us struggle with this. What are some of the do's and don'ts when talking to a suicidal person? Well, big question. And a lot of this information, I must admit, it is researched. So... It, it did not originate with me. Mm-hmm. So it is research. There are some things, clearly, you know, in, in my profession, um, I would have certain examples of exchange with persons who may have had suicidal ideation. Um, notwithstanding, what I'm about to share here is by no stretch of the imagination a comprehensive list. Uh, but... Um, it is, I believe, <laughs> I want to even say even we, but, 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 um, let me personalize it. I do believe that some of these statements can go a long way in helping person, um, to, to manage the feelings that they are having. Uh, be yourself. The first thing we want you to do is to be yourself. Let the person know that you care. Mm-hmm. You know, and that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say this. The right words are important. But if you're sure that you are concerned, mm-hmm. that is even more important. Mm-hmm. So the right words are important. But to show that you have a vested interest in this person's life and living, that is even more important. 
you cannot dismiss it or dismiss them. You have to be checking in. You have to be checking in. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you do? What mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you? They must think that you're coming there for come give a come mix tea for them. <laughs> or, I carry, or I carry breakfast for them. Yes. So, so, so as far as I'm concerned, Lord, I can't come so, so far just to come give me something to drink. I mean, no, or it, or it cost them enough to come to there. You know, um, so, so let, let me even sit up in the bed. You know, whatever. All I'm saying. So they put themselves in preparedness to receive you. As again, they are there, and they are, and they are not receiving anybody whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever. So I'm saying here, you see, they need to realize that you don't know start the talk, but you want the walk. You want the walk. Okay, so that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, by the way, and this is why it is so important for us to listen to the first part and to this part because everything we're saying. It really has a connection. And all of those questions that you ask, they really have a connection. Meaning, remember when we said, if, if you stop, if, if, you, if you change your misconception, or if you understand why so many folks choose the route or the route of, of, um, of suicide, if you understand that context, then really and truly, you're not going to doom them. Mm-mm. And reject them. And, and isolate yourself from them. And isolate yourself. No, you're not. So, so, so I'm saying, see, the first thing, you would need to change your mindset about a suicidal person. I guess that's what I'm saying. You cannot offer any kind of help if you, if your misconceptions remain one and the same. If you call them idiot and not a sense, they're mm. stupid. But then since we talk to them, they're not going to change their mind. And if, if we have that kind of misconception, then, you, then it's going to come out in your attitude. It's going to come out in what you say and in your mannerism. You're not helping them. Mm-mm. So that so we're trying to give um, our audience here enough information that when you finish today's program, not only do you say, well, I may never know, but okay, this is the approach I'm going to take. The next thing is to listen. So one, be yourself. Two, listen. Listen, just listen. Let the suicidal mm-hmm. person unload their despair and let them unload, let, let them ventilate let, let their anger. No matter how negative the conversation seems. You know, even if they might cost man and cost woman and cost the system and cost the government. And cost them mother, and cost them father, and cost them picnic, and, and how wicked the woman is, and, and how wicked the man is. I am saying, folks, listen to me, please. It is sometimes, and I didn't want it. I know you asked the question, and, and I said it's in a different context when you ask that question. And, but, and, and the reason why I'm so afraid to go here, it is because. I'm not trying to give a justification for any kind of behavior. But even when you hear them, you know, said, saying some ugly things, you have to give them the room 
to express it and let it out. Because if they don't let it out, especially males, mm-hmm. they're going to act it out. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so when him say, that woman, she's dead. And I'm saying, let him get it out time system. Get it out time system. Be careful. I don't reach this yet. I mean, I need to go there, sir. Be careful that you don't say, well, you know what? I don't reach this yet. When I reach this out. I'll talk about that. So we're talking about some do's first, though. Allow the person to 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 to, to vent, and you do your part to listen. No matter how negative the conversation seems, and 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 even if even if there are threats about what they're going to do it and how they're going to do it, Mark, you're not going to leave them. To go to go and execute it, but I'm saying at minimum, you have to provide an, an arena for them to to let it out. Remember, you know, when you see people behave like this, they are in pain and they are asking for help to relieve themselves of pain. Take it from me. If while they're in pain, you are going to re- react to them in pain, you're not helping them. There's going to even be further, in, um, um, you know, full of anger. So, so you cannot fight fire with fire at this stage. You say, whoa, you know, man, I can't believe that. Well, you must, that, that, that sounds really terrible, man. That sounds really terrible, what you're going through. Don't try and minimize them pain. That sounds terrible. Wow. Mm. Uh, I, I, I can't say I understand how you feel. I can't say that. No. God, he knows if I was in that kind of thing there, how I'd be reacting to. Mm. So your next word then to them is that I, I sympathize with you, which is the next point you must do. Behave sympathetic, but you must mean it. Mm-hmm. Do not be judgmental, mm-hmm. but be patient, be calm, patient, be accepting. Yeah. Your friend or family member mm-hmm. is, is, is doing the right thing by talking about what they are feeling. They don't act it out yet. They don't act it out yet. So you have a captive audience right there. Now, what you must not do is is while 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 they are fuming you don't help to de-escalate but you make them go on or carry out them fuming so but i'm saying help them to get it out help them to get it out and then the next thing you want to do when having a conversation with a suicidal person is to offer hope Reassure the person that um, help is available because while them on their own tirade and and on their own conviction about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and in the care anybody wants to say, um, you must ask you ask them a question. So you say things like, 
you know, there might be a possibility, you know, there might be a possibility in relation to what you're sharing, you know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember, and, 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 and of course, you put the information, the factual information, not lie, but the factual information. I said, I remember, or I recognize a case, or I remember this experience of this person, you know, who had something very similar to what you were going through. And this is what they did. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did. And you know what happened? Today, they are here and they are there and, and they are reaping a lot of success. Thank God, you know. And so I'm just saying, um, before you, 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 you decide or you, act, you decide to act out on how you feel, um, what if there's another way? So I'm not saying you should not or you should. All I'm just saying, um, what if um, there's help? That's all I'm saying. What if there's help? Suppose you're hungry now, and you say, "Boy, minago since minago food to eat, um, never just get hungry." But it's because, because you're not able to identify the food to eat. But you're not identifying the food to eat. Does mean that there's that food to eat? You know, um, look look at the bamboo tree, right, right, right. Look up here, look up, look up, look up that. Right, I'm on the tree that you, 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 you stand up enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not laughing. But I don't understand here. And and that is any mango too. Not about Bombay mango too, you know. Papa Papa Bombay, you know. Yeah, somebody against the East Indian, but anyway. Right. And I'm not just to say And here. somebody will say anyone will work. Anyone will work. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But can you imagine that? And that's all I'm saying. You're prepared to offer hope. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and another thing, um, so you have to make the person know that that their life is also important to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Make them know that. It's like a guilt trip you're trying to put on them, you know. But, but you want to remind them that, you know, so, even for the first time I meet them, it's the first time meeting them. They say, you know something? It seems to be such a nice person. I'd love if um, this this relationship can be nurtured. I love to say, you just never know. You know, sometimes how I feel today, if I acted on the way I felt today, uh, or I might say, thank God I didn't act on the way I felt today. Because look at the rewards. I'm reaping today. You know what? One reward I have. Me and my plan for come out of my house because I never feel good yet. I'm never follow my feeling. I say I come out of my house and I'm going up on you. Wow. I'm going to meet you for the first time. Because every relationship we have with somebody, you know, it has to be to start somewhere. It's the first time, you know. And it grows from there. So why this one can't grow? Is it the kind of conversation you're having <laughs> yeah. with the person to say, Eh-hey. When you finish with them, they must say, Eh-hey. It's true, yeah. If every relationship you have with somebody started somewhere and it grew to where it is today, 
Why the sun can't grow? Why, when we meet you right now for the first time, we can't grow too? As simple as that. That's, 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 that's that kind of care and interest. You know, one time, I saw we stayed. No, seriously, when we were growing up, we were more of a community. But no, man, why do not care no more? Why does to themselves, by themselves, and do their own thing? Literally. And, and maybe that's one of the reasons why we feel so isolated and hopeless. Um, let me let me give it give, give you some more, and then I go to some don'ts. If the person say things like, "I'm so depressed and I can't go on," I'm saying, "And ask the question: Are you having trouble? Are you having thoughts about suicide? Because." certain questions it is okay to make to make an association with certain with certain comments rather certain comments comments like I'm so depressed and I gave you some earlier too but I'm so depressed and I can't go on so are you having thoughts about suicide but you're not asking it from a judgmental standpoint what you're doing and and you're not putting the idea in in, the, in people's head but what you're showing that you are concerned and that you take them seriously. You take them seriously and that it is okay for them to share their pain with you. That I have suicidal thoughts. And they say, why you say that? You see, the, you see the fact that them say, why you say that? And they never say, no. Or if I ask for some poo some poo like that, why would you go there? Then you know, say, I, you're in safe zone. Mm-hmm. But if they, but if it, but if they say things like, why would you ask me that? And, and the tone of voice. If they feel even scared to ask you that question, I say, why, why, why would you ask me that? Well, I'm just concerned. Is it? So we have a conversation? I, I just have... I just want to know if I can lend some help and support or even for you to talk me through a particular painful experience um, that you're having. Who knows? We might come up with a solution. And you give them the arena to share. These are some steps. Not all the steps, clearly, but some steps that we can take in having a conversation um, with somebody who might be contemplating um, suicide. So here are some don'ts, though. Here are some don'ts. And an Andre, don't argue with a suicidal person. Mm-hmm. Do not argue with them. Avoid saying things like, you have so much to live for. You know. Your, your, your suicide will hurt you and your family. Look on the bright side. You don't think them? They have been down that road. And I put it and I put it to you. When they went on that road, they never say who them are left for. Then them, they don't care about hurting family. And as far as them concerned. 
For them sides are bright. There's a dark side they are in or on. And so, in a sense, we have conversations with them that doesn't lend support. That doesn't what? Lend support. And please understand that the support is tangible support they're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's not just a bunch of words and philosophy and nice terms. Because it doesn't replace the pain that they are having. What you need to do is to change their conceptualization. That's what needs to change. And sometimes that takes time hmm. for that to be done. So, so what you must not do, don't, don't argue with them. And don't send them on a guilt trip. Speak to the, the love, the care, and the support that you are prepared to render here and now. And the promise of continuing to lend those support going forward. But don't write checks with your mouth, you cannot cash. And do not send the message that you are burdened to them. Mm-hmm. Where they feel embarrassed to ask you for support and help. Don't act shocked is the next thing you must not do. So we said don't argue with them. But we're also saying do not act shocked. In other words, how could you? I can't believe it. Don't do that. Don't lecture on the value of life and, and say that suicide is wrong. You don't think they know that? Don't go down that road. That's the reason why folks, people who have these suicidal thoughts and ideations do not want to have a conversation with us. But they're going to hear the same humdrum statement. That's why today's show is a good show, an important one at that. So we're saying here, um, you cannot make them feel ashamed. And that's why we said earlier, what you need to do is to be sympathetic and understanding. And so, wow. And empathetic. And the role reversal. The boy, I don't know what I would do if I was in your shoe. You are, you, I, I, wow. Validate them feeling. Wow. I can't believe this. Mm. And then now, when again talk about help, don't leave them at their own device. So you have to include yourself. Don't leave us again, pray for you and take for yourself. Involve them in the support that you're seeking. So you're saying, so what, what can we do? How much does it cost away? What do you think we can think? What do you think we can make some money? So pay, so pay this back. You have no hope of money. Yeah, but hey, I could try now. Mm-hmm. I have this, I have that, too, so and so. You know, like I said, don't write checks with your mouth, you cannot cash. 
sometimes um, if again tell them to wait they must have hope in waiting so it's not it's not just a, a blanket wait just wait man just wait man wait on the Lord <laughs> and I'm not I'm not knocking that I'm actually um, that's a that's, that's a good passage but but that is for someone who is rational in their thinking. The person who is not rational in their thinking, you don't tend to wait on the Lord. The person who is rational in their thinking now, you know. As a matter of fact, maybe I should have even mentioned this, that that there are different... What's the word I'm looking for? Um... There are different levels of suicide. So you have what is called the the, the low, which speaks to where some suicidal some suicidal, suicidal thoughts, no suicidal plan. Um, says they say that um, you know, and and what, what this says is that this person. Um, may not um, um, commit suicide, but but there are suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. nonetheless. That's a low level. Mm-hmm. The moderate level, now that that there are suicidal thoughts. So the first, the low level is some suicidal thoughts. The moderate level says that there are more than some suicidal some suicidal thoughts, um, but, but even more so there is a vague plan so whereas the low there is no plan the moderate says there is a vague plan um but it is not very lethal okay then then the high is where again there are suicidal thoughts more suicidal thoughts um but no a specific plan uh, is and it is highly lethal. That's the high. The severe one now says again you have suicidal thoughts, of course, but there is a specific plan, and that is highly lethal. So this, both of them, both the high and the severe, um, both of them have specific plan, but the the high says. He or she may say, "Is that right, man? I'm gonna do it, man. Although this is what this is what I have it planned out." Hmm. As against the severe one, now says, "Not only do I have it planned out, but again do it tomorrow, or again do it today." So that's when that's the difference between the high and the severe. And so, once we hear these type of conversations with people, we. Um, it, 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 it is important that we have another kind of conversation with them. But when we're talking about some of the don'ts that that, that sometimes we make mistake having the wrong conversation with people and attitude and mannerism, and rather than person move from from moderate to low, sometimes it move from moderate to severe. Mm-hmm. Because of the kind of conversations, conversations. that mm-hmm. we have with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, 
don't promise confidentiality. Another don't. What must you do not do? Don't promise. Don't say no, ma'am, I'm not telling nobody, ma'am. No, promise that. Don't promise that. There's some things that you break confidentiality for. Because, yeah, because one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say? I'm not telling nobody. No. And when, they ha- when it happened to them, no, it's a, you know, me didn't know, because they tell me. You know? No, no. You might get locked up for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so don't do that. Um, don't offer ways to fix their problems. And, and this is the context now. Do not offer ways to fix their problems or to give them the advice or to make them feel like they have to justify their suicidal feelings. It is not about how bad the problem is, but how badly it is hurting your friend or your loved one. So what we're saying, you know, be careful that you don't, you know, give some easy fix or, or, or minimize it. So then that's never answer over, really? You were going to go through the all this extreme just because of that? Really? Come on, man. So, but it's a point to deny you, man. Mm-mm. a point to deny you. Really? What the fuck? You know, I do anything today, man. Mm-mm. You move, you move them from moderate to severe with a kind of conversation piece of that nature. One more thing, don't blame yourself. Remember that you can't fix people's depression. Your loved one's happiness or lack thereof. You can provide an arena as to how they can start rebuilding themselves. But be careful that in lending your support um, you do not make some overcommitment that they're just watching to see where you're going to renege on those commitments. And all that does is to add to their already frustration and disappointment. So I hope those do's and don'ts help. <laughs> And oh, yes. Yes, and it looks like a part two for us. I have a question for you, Andre, before we move into uh, wrapping things up. Uh, Ian is asking, um, and please ask Andre to comment on managing your vulnerabilities as you support the loved one who is having the suicidal ideation. I think it is important because although you care and demonstrate support, it is also taking a toll on you. Big question. You know what? You're right. This looks like a part two. <laughs> this looks like a part two. A part two. And I'm prepared to do a part two. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but let me answer that question. And a matter of fact, if we have some other questions, we can let them be a part of our part two. Part two. So we can start out our programs. We try answer some of those questions. Um, but managing you, I think I think that's the, the, the question he's asking. Right. right. This, the, the caregiver, the supporter, how do you, how do you take care of you? 
who is lending support? The first thing, you have to recognize that you are in a better place than them. And, 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 and this is very extemporaneous. So write it down. If, it can, if, if you can write it down and, and, and send it back to me. Because I'm, I, I'm just doing this right here on the spot right here now. And so I do believe that it has to begin with you recognizing that you're in a better position than they are. The next thing is for you to recognize that if you were in this position, what kind of support would you want? If the roads were reversed, what kind of support you'd want? Would you want a mediocre support? Would you want full support? Would you want somebody to genuinely care? Would you want them to extend themselves? Please remember, you know, it is important for you to understand what is in their minds. They, while they are crying out for support, they will not, they're not going to be surprised at the ugliness that's going to come from people, which is going to further drive them into doing something um, ugly. So since they are already expecting um, doom and gloom or wish and hope, false wishes and hopes, You have to be mindful then of what you say to them. And that's why it can't be trite and trivial. It can't be, well, I hear you and, you know, I wish you didn't think like that. And so, No, 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 no. You're not trying to understand their pain. So while you, it is important for you to Maintain yourself if you don't understand their pain. Then the, the, the kind of support that you will be lending um, might be minimal or insufficient. Think about a nurse or a doctor. Are they, are they experiencing the pain that, that the patient is having? No. But look at the conscientiousness and the due diligence and the care and the approach and the eagerness and the fervency that they execute to relieve the patient of the pain. Look at that. Look at what they do. They do operation one hour, 10 hours, 20 hours. One operation. And then, look at what they're doing. Because saving your life um, is that important to them. And so, if we don't have that kind of mindset, literally, then the truth is, you might find yourself saying 
you might find yourself saying, listen, we do enough now. We yeah, tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need a break. You need a break. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, um, I, 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 I don't want to put this into the program, but, but you see somebody doing a doctor's did a little strike and thing, and, and so you have different persons with different opinions about it. You know, but I would like to believe that is not an easy decision for them for them to make. No, it's not. I really, I genuinely don't believe is that something that they're just got thing that. It, 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 it's not about. It's more than about um, their livelihood. It's more than that because they understand the value of living. And so you see, all I'm saying here, even in looking to take care of yourself, you're going to have to choose the battles. Because once you start to look after somebody that is in a worse state than you, then you need to commit your all to it. If you're not prepared to commit your all to, to, to it, then um, ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't give up on them midway. Ask for help. And it's not them again ask for help because of them are drowned. But I'm saying ask for help. Which then means, which, which then came to my next point. You cannot... You can't give away something if you don't have something to give away. You know, so, so if you want to render assistance, then put yourself in a position to assist. If you know you can't stand blood, nobody go to the doctor. Or try to. <laughs> That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. If you say blood, you feel. No, no, but they come out that that thing, man. I'm not on pilot. All I'm saying here is you're a lawyer. All I'm saying here is that if you say you want to render the assistance, one thing is you say you have to put yourself in a position to lend the assistance. The truth is, and then there's a next point now. And the first I will be writing them down, you know. The next thing that you can do now, but all of these are precursors to maybe this one here. All of them speaks to where you put yourself in the position to want to, to help. If you put yourself in that position or in that mind to help, then helping will not feel like a burden. Especially if you are able to measure the rewards. But after you render your help, you see where, where the rewards of the same. Then, it, then you are now motivated to continue to render these, these types of assistances. Mm-hmm. So 
in healing yourself while you're healthy. Remember that they're in a worse position than you. Than you. Healing yourself is not is not your goal at this point in time. Put yourself in a position to help and to support. And when you see the rewards, that's where the healing can come. For you. For you. For you. I hope that helps. Andre Allen Casey. This show has been informative, Madre says. Yes, it has been. We will do part two. Definitely. Um, next month, or if I do have the slot available before that, then we will run into part two because we need to ensure that we cover um, all areas that we had intended to, but time is up on us. It is now seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Andre Allen Casey singles live on the Nation School at 97 FM. My listeners, I, can, I know that. I'm going to tell you something, Andre. I know that they're there because I can see the figures that they are there, but they oh, wow. are listening intensely. And I know that this would happen. I can't see those persons who are in radio land, as we would say. Um, but I know that my Mixalar family, um, they're listening intensely um, inside the Mixalar chat room. And I am thinking that it's the same thing happening for those persons who are listening via the radio. Um, this is, as I mentioned before, a very interesting topic. Um, Somebody's saying to me, AJ, please don't tell Andre to go to him yard. Um, Mara is saying an excellent and relevant topic. And, and Andre, and Andre. Um, so we must pick up um, this topic um, when next month or if we can um, before that. Before yeah. that. Uh, as you said, Andre, and it's something that I recognize a lot of us as Jamaican, we skirt around um, this topic. We don't want to talk about it. Um, a lot of forums um, don't discuss topics like this and it's something that we need to delve into. Persons um, need to be aware. Um, persons need to know the signs. Persons need to know the do's and the don'ts. And tonight's show um, helped us to understand a little bit more about suicidal thoughts. And as I said, part two is well needed. So we will touch on that in the near future. Andre Allen Casey, I thank you so much as always. Um, for being a part of the Singles Live family. And we will talk and we will prepare ourselves for part two. So for our, listen yes, our listeners, as Andre said before, if you have those questions, all you need to do is to send them to me and Andre and I will ensure that we talk about them um, in the next um, show part two of the show so thank you so much until we meet take care thank you much take care all of it I want to say thank you though to evergrow garden center 
Remember, their friendly staff is ready to help them with everything you need for your beautiful backyard garden and also your farms. You can also get your ceramic pots, fertilizers, plants and seedlings, greenhouse structures and so much more. Remember to like them on their Facebook page at Evergrow Garden Center and you can stay tuned for more talk segments right here on the nation's coolest inside singles live cool 97 radio, radio. radio.